you're not quite wrong. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the habitual heck maker. I definitely didn't forget what the alliteration was three seconds after deciding on it. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, you're taking a sip. What have you been up to? It was just to moisten my airways. What is it? Is it a coffee? Just coffee. Yeah. It's a very... It looks like you stole that mug from a Premier Inn. No, it's IKEA 3... No, it's not. It's Haymar, which is like the really cheap Dutch store where old students know. buy their cheap things. <laughs> and the, these are the... Live under the coffee table cups. They're not my special oh. treat cups. No, no, they're the. Uh, they are kind of like the mini bar cups. I'm going to drink ten coffees a day, so that I'm going to use these cups. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are like a hotel mini bar cup. Today on describing cups. <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Drinking out of cups. cups. I don't know. That's that's kind of why I asked you. Um, so, uh, actually, no, I do know what you've been up to. Steve knows what I've been up to. I gave him a private um, OnlyFans oh, episode. Yeah. Um, it, on Thursday, the car arrived um, because I had to get it transported um, from Dorset. Dorset. Because um, it had no MIT, so I couldn't drive it up. And I realized that I had bought this vehicle without seeing it on the internet. And then it arrived <laughs> at nighttime, and I hadn't seen it. So it, it wasn't until Friday that I actually got a chance to have a look at the vehicle and see what kind of thing I'd bought. Um, obviously, I had no idea what state it no idea what the bodywork, yeah. chassis, the underneath, any of the panels, how bad the rust was. You know, people are very tactical when they put photographs on eBay of what oh yes, what they're selling. Turns out this wasn't. It's the best condition car I've ever seen that is 30 years old. <laughs> It was fucking ridiculous. Like the Steve, I showed you pictures of like the firewall. Yeah, there wasn't a drop of rust on it. It was. Um, it looks fucking glorious. The the all the all the sills and stuff, which are like the first thing to go on a on a car like that, are just immaculate. Underneath isn't too bad. There's a bit where like the the trim and stuff attaches, obviously, because it just collects water. But other and like the the the, the boot well, the trunk well, yeah, is just insane. I've never seen something like that on a new car. Like my car, my, my <laughs> actual car is in worse condition than that. So I'm so happy. Um, so did all the inspection of that and went around basically trying to look at what I need to do for the MOT. So I've got a big long list of things that need change. So a lot of the wiring and electric is a little bit shoddy. And because it's, it, it turns out it is a Japanese import. So when I got yeah. the paperwork, um, it, it is actually been shipped over from japan from new um and it's had a respray because it was gray so the color inside is this beautiful oh, gray nice. color. So, yeah so i'm tempted to maybe try and take it back to this gray because it's really nice hmm. um and but the japanese-ness of it means there's a few weird things going on with the wiring so some of the lighting setup is different to uk so things yeah. like fog lights reversing lights and stuff is very different um so i need to basically make sure that's all okay because obviously yeah. this vehicle was not used on the road um, yeah, yeah, it was on the farm, so I just oh, it's just never sure. been on the. the it road, was, it? but I don't know what's been changed since, and I don't right. know what yeah has changed with the rules and the MOT since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like the last, the last V five was like from two thousand eleven, so the last pink slip. Oh right, yeah, was like nearly ten years. Well, ten years ago. Yeah. So I, I need to 
that's that's the first thing I need to do is actually register it in my name because it's technically still not mine, <laughs> even though I, <laughs> I own the object. The vehicle yeah. is not registered to me yet, so I can't um, get it anything. Yeah. yeah, get it taxed. I can't do any of that until it's it's registered to me. So it's just been a fun day uh, of cleaning out hay and <laughs> um, spiders and mouse mouse nests and <laughs> lots more spiders and um, clay soil it, from inches of soil from everywhere. If it makes you feel any better, uh, one of my friends in the village um, he imported a a Ford Zephyr Ute from uh, Australia oh. and had to clear out like full blown like death hornet nest. Nice. That was yeah, that was an interesting well, uh, I've experience. got to say the spider that was in the spare wheel is the biggest spider I've ever seen. Yeah, I've, we have got down here. I've got it on camera. It was impressive and the colorings and stuff. I'd never seen a spider like it. <laughs> but when I took the spare wheel off the back, a load of apples fell out and I just thought <laughs> it was the most dorset thing that could happen. That's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Like really really old, almost petrified, like yeah. dried rotten apples just fell out of the booth. We, we like to call them vintage. They they, they were vintage. I'm tempted yeah. to see if one is still you know, potential to ferment. <laughs> so yeah, I've been just stripping it out, um, taking out all the carpets, getting all the bodywork clean, um, and then a little mini service oil change. Just seeing how I can get it, it get it going. Get it, it so runs. Nicely. It runs. It steers. It brakes. Um, but there's a lot of sort of trivia, and the the main problem is there's a massive blow in the exhaust. Yeah. Um. So there's no way it's going to pass anything. So I need to investigate that. Just- but it's. Wrap, wrap some duct tape around it, it'll be fine. I've got some gun gum, what it was called, gum gum. Yeah, um, there we go. But yeah, it's like step one, stage one, it's here. And I've I can, I've seen it and I've cleaned it. Yeah. Bring on stage two. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. I have been very excited every time my phone's gone ping. And <laughs> so I've got, I've got an idea. Oh, um, something a little bit different for the hack shack. I was wondering if it could maybe just be on Patreon, just to do like a vlog. Yeah. Um. So instead of waiting six months until this thing is finished <laughs> and putting out an epic um video. Yeah. I, I was thinking maybe just the, the the sort of traditional restoring, rebuilding yeah. car part bit could maybe just be like a, a side thing, like a vlog, just like yeah, five ten nice. minutes every week, a little update. Here's where we are. Here's the parts we need. Here's what needs repairing. Here's what needs yeah. fixing, and keep it a bit more informal and a bit more sort yeah. of candid. Well, um, that's, that's kind of what I started doing with the uh, the pickup last year okay. um, when I cleaned out the uh, the garage and actually started being able to work on it again. And then the world went to shit, and yeah. I that, yeah I couldn't. But um, but yeah, no, I, I really like that. That's a cool idea because it means I get to see it every week. Well, that's the thing. I, I want to share it with everyone, but then I don't want to just have a video yeah. of, of what, something everyone's seen. So I'm yeah, kind of yeah, filming yeah. two lots. I'm filming like scenes with a story, yeah. but then I'm also yeah. filming like a bit of GoPro and a bit of just like handy cam going around the car and stuff and like underneath and that kind yeah. of thing. So I think it might. Nice. I, I'm going to try it. I've, I've, never yeah, yeah, done yeah. A, I've never done a vlog before, but I'm going to see if it if it works. I like nice. I like Jimmy's vlogs. Yeah. It's just a different side to his story. Yeah. Um, I, and like Jesse's poop house and stuff. Yeah, as I say, to be fair with the the Jimmy vlogs, that's actually the only videos of gyms that I tend to watch nowadays. <laughs> like, so, um, but yeah, no, that sounds awesome, man. It's it that is a very, very good week. Uh, Brett, what about you? 
What have I been up to this week, Steve? I don't know. What have you been up to? That's oh, I thought you were going to... Are you... Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Do you, do you okay. mind? All right. Is that okay? Yeah. I, mean, I, can, do so. it. I can do it if you want. <laughs> but <laughs> You don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> the joke is done. Um, so I went... Uh, I went round and ran a bunch of errands this week, just um, trying to sort out the to-do list and everything because I'm doing the class forge day thing that I told you guys about last week. Yeah. Uh, I went out to Ryan's shop and we spent an entire day. I unloaded some uh, scrap steel that we had from the maker ranch. He needed some, you know, material just to be able to build shelving and things like that. And so our loss, his gain type situation, we're not going to do anything with that scrap. And he was yeah. happy to accept it. Um, <clears throat> the coolest thing that came out of it, though, like we were just doing some organization and cleanup uh, just so we can get the space prepped. And he came up with this random or it wasn't a random idea. He said he'd been thinking about it for a while, but he wanted to hang his forge or suspend his forge from the exposed beam work. Yeah. And I'd never seen anything like that before. And I had him kind of talking out or whatever. <clears throat> and I helped him fabricate a hanging forge, but it also swivels. So it's extremely rigid. Okay. Yeah, it's it's very rigid. But imagine you've got almost like a hay trolley suspended from the cross yeah. beams. We don't have wheels on it just because like we didn't have any wheels and we were it was more important that he was able to lock it into the place, but you can still just undo the bolts a little bit where it's loose and slide it up and down the cross member, yeah. which is neat because he can just reposition it as he needs. But since the forge is suspended, we broke the bar, like the hanging down bar that it, it was gonna be welded to. We broke it into two pieces. So, and then like fastened and fabricated some stuff so you can actually swivel the forge like 180 degrees and it doesn't get nice. loose or anything like that. It's still very yeah. rigid. So, weird little random day project. I didn't really, uh, I didn't film anything. I didn't want to take my camera. I just posted a couple of the photos on Instagram so people could see them. And I got a hilarious amount of response from people just going, wow, that's a cool idea, or hey, I should totally think of that, or <laughs> I should totally try that, uh, Feather Forge. Uh, and I have been chatting quite a bit about it. He was very intrigued by nice. the concept. Uh, and he was like, yeah, you should put it on wheels. <laughs> I was like, you put it on wheels. Anyway, um, after doing that, I came back, I finished the Vice video and posted it this morning. I'm very happy with how it turned out um, because... On the on the back end of things, uh, I've been trying out one of Ben's old Sony's. I think I told you guys about it. Yeah, He's yeah. got an older Sony camera, and I'm just learning new workflow. Right on any piece of machinery or any piece of equipment, learning new workflow is always very difficult for me, especially since I've been using Canons for probably a decade. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that I edited the post-production in terms of color correction and everything like that i think i might actually have it kind of quote unquote locked in now um so it just felt really good to make progress on that and even though it was just about putting together a video i tried to put it in a little extra time to figure out how i can really optimize this camera 
that was tasty. I'm glad the video's out. And I, I really do like how the vice turned out. It's not like we've never seen anything like that before, but it's the first time I had to remake Jaws. Mm. And by the time this episode's out, I, I hope most of the people have watched it, but I attempted to forge the Jaws. I think I told you guys about it. And while I was editing the video, I, I forgot that I did a little cutaway with myself where it was just like, well, that didn't work. So I still <laughs> left it all in the video yeah. of, of trying to forge them. But then it cuts back and it's, you know, the day after and it's like, well, it was worth a shot. You know, <laughs> I really wanted to try these uh, yeah. in the forge, but um, I, I know we're going to kind of get into the topic, but it was a little bit of a reminder watching myself back because I had kind of forgotten about it, that it's still good to push and fail and then learn from the failures. Yeah. And then I still achieve my goal of, you know, finishing the vice and making the jaws for it. But I kind of forgot about that moment because I think the week while I was working on it was just a blur. And I, I forgot <laughs> that I did that cutaway where it's like, hey, I didn't work, but I'm glad I did it. Yes. Yeah. Um, nice. Beyond that, it's uh, I've got a handful of projects and some cabin things, almost like Al. I've I've just got to continue finishing those. Uh, I don't know registration, permitting, all that. Um, no real update, just because I, I have to wait for money to appear in an account somehow <laughs> to <laughs> to pay for the things. But we're still making forward progress, and I'm I'm really excited because I genuinely don't think it's far off. I've been looking a lot more about what projects I'm going to start on and, and how I can kind of get into it without maybe spending more money to do whatever the project is. I think I'm going to work on the bathroom first. Funny story. It'll be, it'll be the one thing on site while I'm over there. Like I'll be waiting for electric to get installed, but at least I'll know my bathroom is real nice. <laughs> there won't be hot water in there, but it'll be a real nice bathroom. <laughs> at least there'll be water. That's, that's the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to drink out of the hose has been very beneficial when your boy's <laughs> thirsty. Yes. Yeah. But other than that, nothing too big at the moment. Just nice. cruising forward as usual. I'm, a, I'm wondering a what steady what, week. I'm wondering what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is when it comes to like building a house. Like it, it's it, the bathroom does sound like it's the thing you need first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or do you need like to cook and have a kitchen? I don't know. Yeah, well, bathroom. Bathroom uh, seems it, it, funny because, um, like, weirdly enough, we've been talking about this uh, recently because Joe's looking at buying a new house, and he was looking at doing a conversion of an old village hall, and he oh. was saying like, "Yeah, oh art, my god, the place was amazing." Hell. Unfortunately, court, you could have everything. Yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately, the place uh, got sold. Just well, he put the offer in. And the other person put an offer in that was slightly higher, and they took that person's offer. But, um, but the kind of the exciting thing about it was the fact that you could buy it like cheap uh, as cash, um, and then as soon as you have a a bathroom and a kitchen in, then you can uh, you can mortgage it. But you can't mortgage it without a bathroom or kitchen. Um, so go. that I guess that's kind of the order, and I, well, I would assume yeah, it's bathroom the... and kitchen. Yeah, my county slash state regulations are I um, there's maybe a dozen things that have to be in place for the single family residence conversion situation. Yeah. They are bathroom and kitchen. Yeah. Like everything involved in that list is having to do with the bathroom and kitchen. Because 
I mean, every every other um, like room in the house is essentially just a space to put a sofa or a desk or a bed. Like the bathroom and kitchen actually need stuff, literally plumbing in. So mm. makes sense. You say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've got some fucking ridiculous Wallace and Gromit style house like you, <laughs> fucking idiot. But uh, Steve, tell me about your week. Uh, my week. Well, I, as as is always the case, whilst you two are, are dithering on, I'm quickly jotting down notes of what I've done this week because I can never remember. And um, and I've I've written down work, work, but it looks like I wrote work wank, um, which is de- definitely didn't happen. Um, I mean that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no. Um. Yeah, work's work's been really good this week. Uh, we've we've been working towards getting a couple of big um, like wholesale orders kind of done and and, and finished, um, which doesn't sound particularly exciting, but it's quite nice kind of getting this big list come through and then going through and, and taking everything out. And we're putting a load of um, new things in place so we know like uh, just to keep track of stock and stuff like this because we're getting more and more of this sort of stuff happening. And essentially, we need to be able to keep everything balanced to make sure that we've got enough uh, material to make both the stop the shop stock and uh, stock for wholesale orders. So, so yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been really productive, and hopefully Tuesday, I reckon I'll have it all finished. How does how um, does that sort of compare, Steve, to previous times where your stock was about like festivals and? things so it's kind of weird because before we would spend a couple of weeks uh just making loads of shit not really worrying about uh like the final finish and and Mm. stuff like that and then for uh, two or three days before a festival we just spend the entire time cleaning stock and waxing it um whereas now because the business has kind of changed because what we what we make and what we sell so much has changed um we have to keep like we've got to make sure we've always got handles in stock. We've always got um, copper stuff like faceted and ready and in stock. Um, and then when we have big orders come in, it's just a case of putting it all together and assembling it. Um, so rather than spending a day cleaning, we're spending a day assembling. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because it's, it is a, a very different um, kind of beast, but it's, it feels a lot more productive. Um, and like I say, hopefully Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So just as this comes out, um, I should have a big pile of stock ready to go up to uh, this this customer, um, which feels really nice. Uh, and it's going to it's going to feel great, kind of seeing that go as one big order rather than just mm-hmm. being like, here's some stuff we've made that might get sold down the line. Like this is this is all sold already. Boom! There's a big mm-hmm. cash injection sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice, and it's we've we've always kind of had trouble keeping. Um, I wouldn't say keeping things in stock, but because we haven't had to keep stuff in stock at all times, um, because we've only ever sold at festivals and that, and it's kind of a case of, uh, well, if, if we don't have the stock, then we just don't take it to the festival. Um, whereas now it's we have a website, and if stuff is out of stock on the website it looks bad so we need to make sure that that's constantly kept up um so we've got to be a lot more reactive um which is more the kind of world that i'm used to uh but yeah it's 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 getting it's it's tough because we're kind of having to change 
the way we do things but it's it's good because we're we're kind of being able to build those good habits in and you know make sure that we've got um like the the pan handles for example um we're getting to the point where there we have big piles of them that are half forged so that i can say to jimmy shit we've got an order i need another 15 handles and rather than him having to spend a full day making 15 handles he can just grab 15 out of the the pile quickly finish them off and you know half half a day later i've got the handles and then i can assemble them all that afternoon so we're we're able to move much quicker um and it just means that we've, we've got to kind of be a little bit more on top of things um but yeah that was kind of work stuff uh, i i also uh had to dick around with an exhaust this week mm-hmm. um because uh as i said i think two weeks ago the land rover exhaust just kind of exploded whilst i was um taken off at the traffic lights uh it got delivered went to and i've been sorry so i've been borrowing my dad's car uh, for the last couple of weeks and um went over to mom and dad's took the exhaust with me uh the beautiful thing about the land rover being so tall is i literally just put some cardboard on the floor and rolled around underneath it yep that did the same <laughs> so much fun so much better um got fuck knows how much dust dust and mud and shit in my eyes um but it was quite nice because dad, dad was there as well so he was kind of like holding the torch and helping out um and it was quite nice actually getting to to do something like that with dad um like actually nice. like proper father-son time sort of thing <laughs> um but it wasn't until after i'd finished rolling around on the cold floor getting the exhaust fitted in the dark because i could only do it after work uh, that i turned around and said so um would you mind if i kept the land rover for a couple more days so that i can go and pick up a dumpster? and i was like for fuck's sake Dad, why didn't you tell me this before i put the exhaust on um so yeah he, he ended up borrowing the exhaust uh, the, the land rover for the weekend uh because he needed to tow a trailer um but yeah, it was really good to kind of get that ticked off the list. Um, the Volvo is also in the garage and that needs a new clutch and flywheel. So yay! Yay, money. Yeah, that's that's all the money that I don't have already gone. Hooray! I'll, um, I promise this will be the end of exhaust talk, but I had a, I had a really nice um, Frank the Tank moment. I was reversing the car to get it back up the drive because my drive's yeah. on a slant. So it makes things like draining oil yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of a challenge. Yep. Um, and I was, <laughs> it's like, it's so fucking loud because the exhaust is <laughs> blowing. And I was reversing out into the road, turning around, coming back in, and like one of my neighbors popped out. And obviously, this thing is a shitbox. Like, my street is full <laughs> of like Audis and stuff, and yeah. like just like BMWs and brand new Hondas and stuff. Um, and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, it's really loud. I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> 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 it's like I couldn't have asked for a better question. I've been waiting my entire life to say that line. Oh my god. <laughs> this really? tiny little like 1.6 engine just sounded yeah. like a massive like monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole street's just billowing in clouds of smoke and stinking yeah, yeah. like oil. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, as soon as I get the lab over back, I've got to do a full service on that as well because it's about a year overdue. Um, but, but yeah, so dicking around playing the cars. The other good thing that I've been doing, which is another habit I've been trying to get into for ages, um, uh, now that the phone is back, 
so I, I don't know if I said, but my phone was fucked the other week. Uh, and I've got my phone back. And you, you're a pair of fucking pricks. I hate you both. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and because uh, I, I've got a set of isotunes now, because um, Jess sent me some, because she knew that I wanted some. And um, the the thing that I actually really like about them is the fact that the mic on the headset actually works properly. So I can stick them in and whilst I'm walking Murphy or whilst I'm rolling around on the floor under a Land Rover or doing whatever, I can have a phone conversation and not have to worry about where my phone is and trying to hold it up to my face or use the speakerphone and not be able to hear anything and um, and all that. So yeah, it's been quite nice. Like the last few dog walks I've been on, um, I've been able to phone uh, friends and catch up and um, have those conversations, which... It's very Adam Buxton, Steve. I thought it, like you're out with Rosie. I know it really is. <laughs> the hairy bullet just going flying past. Um, but yeah, so that's been really nice because there's quite a few people that I haven't spoken to in weeks, months, and it's getting into like fucking years. And especially with the fact that nobody's been able to see anybody for the last um, year and a half. Like it's yeah, it, it's it's been really nice catching up with those people and and not needing a reason because every time I phone someone, it's always because either I've got a missed call from them or I'm like, Oh shit, I need to borrow an engine lift off of them or I need to do this or whatever. Um, and it's quite nice being able to phone people up and have a chat for no reason and be able to do that. But without, because I, I fucking hate, um, having it like having to sit down and have a phone conversation with someone where you're literally just sat there i'm one i'm one of those people that has to wander around the house when i'm <laughs> talking to someone and being able to do it when i'm out walking it means that it's kind of i'm not being unproductive whilst i'm doing it but i'm still being able to have that um that chat sort of thing so yeah that was really nice and that was another habit um that i've been able to get back into um and the best one was saturday so yesterday uh went over to housemate ben is basically building a private gym um in which actually it's a three bay garage but he's got one bay um and he's setting up a gym in there and got to go over and just have a training session with him um which is why my entire upper body is fucking killing me today (laughs) um but it was it was really nice to uh to like get back and, and have um a decent training session again um, and one of the things that he said is he was basically just trying to get me to get into um, really good habits, like between sets, um, rather than like if it's a rest set, rather than just sitting down or, you know, just having a drink or whatever, like sit on your knees with your heels like this and do whatever so that you're, you're getting those extra stretches in. Okay. Um, and just like the little things that, all add up to make a difference because my one of the things that we're trying to work on is my mobility because it's fucking terrible like i i cannot sit cross-legged i can barely sit like down on my knees um and it's just little things like that that you you do all the time and every day it all builds and and adds up um so getting these little like good habits in play um hopefully going to mean that you know, the, the bigger tasks, I'm not saying I'm going to be doing the splits or anything, but it makes, it makes just life in general a little bit easier to do. Um, and it helps with a lot of other things. So yeah, it's quite nice to kind of being reminded that little habits like that 
are actually really important and they are really good. I mean, it's, and like going into kind of the topic, like whether that's um, doing a, you know, a stretch in your, your rest break or whether that's putting your tools away once you've finished using them or whatever, like there's little habits like that are hugely important and can make a massive difference in like productivity and stuff. Um, and I think sometimes that kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. I think like the stretching thing's really important and it, it's something I've, I'm slowly just seizing up over time. <laughs> yeah, like I can't, you know, I can't even tie my laces. So just to, to get <laughs> to, to get back into some habits of that. But one mm. thing I have started, which is super helpful for work, is like a stand up desk. So obviously, oh yes, 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 yeah. For years working in the kitchen, you're on your feet all day. Yeah, and it's like it's bad in a sense, like for varicose veins and like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Your joints <laughs> and stuff and and um, your testicles. Um, but the 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 exact opposite of that is sitting on your ass all day in an office yeah. job, um, and then even at home. So it's it's worse at home because I'm not walking from room to room, studio to studio, office to office. It, it's so I'm even more immobile. Um, yeah, in lockdown. So I've just basically gone right. I need to stand up for work now. So I've just moved my entire setup onto yeah. the bar, and the bar is now my like my desk. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a really nice height. You know, like I've noticed the difference in my feet and my legs and like my circulation and stuff. Yeah, it's um, huge, isn't it? Yeah, just, just, just like genuinely like footwear and like being able to feel my toes. <laughs> it sounds so weird, but but it, like yeah. little habits like that. Um, that makes it, it well, huge change. When uh, when I was still at Just Eat, we had um, the the person that I shared a desk with because the way that our team worked, we worked in um, like opposite shifts. So uh, the person on the opposite shift to me um, that shared my desk had basically got the company to get in a standing desk, but it was one that uh, could either be like down like normal or uh, you yeah, could yeah. Ride, like ride it up. And, um, and so I started using it as a standing desk occasionally. And once I got used to it, it was fucking brilliant, especially when we had like incidents going on when there was like, because the way that the team worked, because we were again, very reactionary, like if the shit hits the fan and you're having to be on it and you're having to like keep an eye on like 12 different things whilst being on six different hangouts and, and all of that being stood up made a world of difference because it just, it automatically makes you a little bit more aware. A little you're bit ready more to go alert. out. Yeah. 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 And and you feel more responsive. I just picture um, Steve as like in a fire station, but it's for IT. <laughs> <laughs> there's like yeah. there's like poles to slide down and stuff <laughs> down in the server room when things need to. That's but it. it's, that was very similar to what it was actually like. <laughs> um, there's there's a I, can't, I think it's one of the Google offices that has a massive slide that goes from like the third floor yeah. down to the first floor. Fucking, and it's such a terrible idea. But at the same time, I really really want to work in an office with a slide. <laughs> But, Brett, there's um there's something you've mentioned in your um what you've been up to, which I thought was a really good habit to get into, which was about um kind of having those extra clips in there when you're when you're recording or making a story. Mm. And even if you're gonna use them or even if actually it doesn't pan out, that's something that I found is super thing to start doing. Um especially for more long, maybe long form projects where you don't quite know how it's gonna turn out. Yeah, almost having like a con- contingency in there, so it could be a shot where, almost like, what if this pans out? Maybe this would be a super useful clip to come back to. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a really nice habit. Um, not just being so single minded in terms of what you're filming, yeah, or the story you're telling. Yeah, 
I mean, because even I think even if you're having conversations, um, it's really good to with Al. I I will quite often get him to go over points a couple of times just to um, have that that backup kind of audio mm. there. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, uh, probably even more so with a, a just a voiceover or something like that. Because mm. with yeah. with um, with Phil with the Dark Star, I'm getting into the habit now of doing several takes with different lines and different dialogue and yeah. different accents and stuff just so then down the line he doesn't have to yeah ring me back, back waste more time yeah. slow down the edit and stuff you know it's it's, it's another 10 seconds for me yeah but it's almost and like also, it pays off in the long run yeah and also like it 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 might not sound like much but even if you go back into the same room with the same at the same time of day yeah. like you can't guarantee that the sound's gonna be the same and there's like yeah, little true. tiny differences that that are really jarring when it suddenly cuts from one to the other. Yeah, same. I guess same with the same with the shot, Brett, or same with filming something. Like especially if you're dealing with color or lighting, mm. having having those contingency. Yeah. Um, apologies, I've been a bit quiet so far because uh, all of my notes are having to do with um, seam allowance and cowls and scapulars but i i didn't realize we were talking about these kind of habits ah there we go ah yeah <laughs> that's two um, jokes two jokes in 170 <laughs> episodes he's on fire so we need a jingle jokes jingle <laughs> i want i want a steve's secret corner jingle i want a jokes jingle and i want a books jingle the the main things for me when it comes to doing the production stuff these these good habits to develop um al i appreciate that you point those out specifically but i think since we all work in production um, and because my background is so heavy in you know on the fly filming uh, for the news channels or just random interviews where you have one shot to capture the story that you need to capture hmm. Uh, it feeds into a lot of different aspects of my work life, but some people like keeping a notepad. I mean, hell, back in the day when we were shooting on mini DVs or, or the big P2 cards on those cameras, um, we would keep a notepad on us to do time code, you know, recording <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at time code 14 minutes or somewhere around 14 minutes. There was this thing. Let's make sure we use that shot because it was just yeah. developing efficiencies in your editing. Because nine times out of ten, we were leaving the camera rolling the entire time during the interview, so we didn't miss yeah. anything. I think with the projects that we do nowadays, and I'm I'm sure even working on the cars, fellas, like how often are you taking bolts, nuts and bolts off and putting them in some type of order so you don't have to remember where the hell they go afterwards, right? The vice is not very complicated, and I... I loved the little moments of going, oh my God, there's only like six pieces to this entire vice. I love this. Hmm. But I know that if I had actually lost the two screws that I remade in the video, <laughs> they weren't they weren't included when I actually got the vice. So I did have to make those. But if I had lost the originals, I don't really know what I would have done. I would have had to go and just buy a bunch of different bolts, figure out what the threading is, and then figure out how much to recess them and do all these things, you know? This this background that I have in production develops all these getting all the batteries charges or getting all the batteries charged so that all your gear is ready to shoot. It's the same thing I do with 
you know, all of our uh, cordless tools nowadays. I got to make sure it's one of my biggest pet peeves. If batteries aren't charged, I lose my goddamn mind. Clean lenses leads to the clean shop, happy shop thing. It's just always knowing that your stuff is ready to go. But those contingency plans, like you talked about, where you always have a backup, you always have a backup to your backup. And even if you never use them, you went out of your way or, or you just developed the habit enough to know that when the shit hits the fan, you still have those backups. <laughs> I love it. The, 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 the screws thing. If, if anyone, yeah. Do you guys do this? If anyone uh, listening God takes God. one thing away from it, it's that is the fucking habit to develop. Cause I, yeah. I never I used to do this. I would just, I stick everything I mean, in an ice cream tub and no, just, I didn't, then I didn't have even to go used through to it. Like, oh, I, didn't even used to I used to put them on the table that I was working on. You're a fucking idiot. And, and then I was like, you know what? It'd be really handy if these were just in a bowl. So <laughs> I stopped losing the bowl. Um, and then every screw, every time I've ever taken anything apart, this is no lie, since I was, what, 10, yeah. I've always had a screw left over. And it's oh, not God, a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a yeah, joke. Yeah. It's always been one left over. Yeah. Um, and then I've started doing all the um, electronic stuff recently and uh, mini displayers, and they're tiny little fucking tiny screws. You can, I don't think you can even buy the screws. They're mm. smaller than um, optician screws. So if you imagine yeah. how small they are, yeah, the yeah. mini disc ones are even smaller because because like basically Sony just condensed everything down to the smallest yeah, yeah. thing they could. Um, and if I lose one of them, it's fucked. Yeah. So as of twenty twenty one, Brett, I have been taping down, drawing a map <laughs> of every single screw I take out That's of anything. Fucking brilliant! So you just sketch it out, draw the perimeter. And tape mm. it down and label it if yeah. you need to in case the screws are different. So I've I've seen it's someone so do it with a, I've seen someone do it with with cars and with bolts and you just have a piece of cardboard and yeah. you just poke the screws yeah. in the bolt. Yeah, the I've seen that that a few times. Even then, they have to be they have to go back as the same screws. You can't even yeah. mix up the same type of screws. So that's really yeah. important. Yeah. So that, that See, for this me seems... is like best habit I've developed lately. Yeah. But it, it seems like in the past when I've worked with other people, whether it's production or otherwise, there's this there's this personality type that doesn't really see the need in that because they're like, no, we'll just, you just don't lose the bolts or yeah. you just remember where they go. And it's like, well, I'm not a person that can do that. Especially once it goes beyond maybe a half dozen or a dozen parts, you just start yeah. going, well, now everything looks the same. Or yeah. why is this a, you know, a hex, I, a hex head and the other yeah. one's not like, this one's they both than have, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, they don't get it. I, so even watching odd tinkering, I'm sorry, Steve, the, odd tinkering channel i keep talking about it he uses uh like silverware um trays or whatever yeah. you know yeah. just to separate everything out and another one of those brilliant little moments of like oh shit those things are very cheap and you just yeah. keep mm -hmm. a couple in your thing sorry Steve, I, go on I, no, I was gonna say like i i totally see the the advantage of doing it but i've never been the i've, I've never had the um i guess the patience to actually sit and and do it and label it and be like, right, well, this one's from this bit and this one's from that bit. I normally I either have a an ice cream tub or one of those magnetic um, yeah, parts bit trays. I can especially if I'm under a car, like I just stick that on the closest bit of metal. As I undo stuff, it goes in there. And generally, no, I'm not using that thing. Fuck you. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like so, I stick that on whatever bit of the car is is magnetic and nearby, um, which 
It's really annoying because on the Land Rover, the fucking the bo- all the bodywork is aluminium, so it doesn't stick to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and I just chuck bolts in there. And generally, you either remember, like, I mean, the Land Rover is a, a brilliant example because not only are the all the bolts different lengths, different thread types, they're different fucking. Like you might get an occasional Whitworth in there, and some cool. of them are metric, and some of them are imperial, and uh, it, it basically just whatever they could find on the floor at the time, and um, and so yeah, that's always a nightmare, and you just kind of have to go right, okay, well, does that one fit? No, well, I know it was a bigish screw, I know it's fairly long, so it's going to be one of these three. I'll just try them, and um, and like yeah, to a certain extent, you just have to remember what uh, what bolt went where, but yeah, it's it. It's a weird, like, like I say, I I wish I had the um, the ability and capacity to be able to do that, but I just don't. It's a habit that I I really struggle with. This segues nicely into um, a thought that I was just having. So, I the the reason I'm only doing this now is because prior to this, I was of that same mind, Steve. I could remember where I took these out from. Yeah. in the order I took them out from, and just looking at the the piece or the screw would trigger the memory and I'd be able to put it yeah. back in and just work backwards. That's all well and good if it's in isolation. The problem I've mm. got is about distraction. Yeah. So that... I, I never get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that, that's that's when that stops, and and, yeah. and you, need, you need a backup for that. So um, my point being is... is habits for me are about remembering things so a habit is not about just doing something yeah like i need to do this to get into a good habit i can't it doesn't work like i can't do things in isolation it has to be a chain of events so like i do this therefore that reminds me to do this therefore i do that and then that's how i develop habits so i couldn't mm-hmm. if you just said to me randomly oh you need to start stretching yeah i'd be like well <laughs> I haven't got time or it doesn't fit into my routine or I, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it, it would have to be as I'm getting dressed or I have in the shower or doing something that that's part of that process. And then I build it into it mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's almost like the memory thing. It's almost like the guys who do like competitive memory, you know, so yeah. you like have yeah, to yeah. remember a deck of cards or remember pie to so many digits. Um, the way they remember it is by doing the thing before. Mm. They remember the number from the number that came for it. So, mm-hmm. so it's the same thing with habits for me. I need to do it because of the you know mirror signal maneuver. That's yeah. a good habit, and the only way I remember it is because of that mnemonic. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it was just check your mirrors, I'd be like, "What? No, I'm looking at the road." But because, <laughs> because it's in a sequence of things. Yeah. That makes the habit for me a lot more easy to pick up. Yeah. Definitely. I 100% agree with that approach. Uh, I think that was something we or I learn from my teacher that I've referenced before, Miss Rigquist. It was always this um developing mnemonics, you know, is obviously something that happens through schooling, but she really hit it home with what is the thing prior to that or or developing that sequence that creates yeah. that that uh I'm not gonna say algorithmic, but there's like a there's like <laughs> a memory sequence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh when you're giving your examples, I can think of uh, much more specific in my past. Uh, I'd get into habits on the weekends, you know, where it's like, okay, Saturdays I do this thing, go rock climbing, 
but before I go rock climbing, I'm going to drop my laundry off because I didn't have laundry in the building and it was mm. quite affordable to just take it down the street and have the laundromat yeah. do your laundry for you. And they'd fold it up all nice and like pressure shirts. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so it was always the step back, right? So what am I doing at nine o'clock tonight? Or by the time it would get to when I'm done for the day. And that's where my brain was. Like I'm having coffee in the morning. What do I want to achieve for the day? It would like start with the very last thing that I wanted to get accomplished yep. and then be a series of backing up into the thing that I need to do before that because my brain just works on an efficiency level. So if I'm busy for 45 minutes, like now, if I'm busy for 45 minutes doing something and I really need to do laundry, before I do that thing, I throw the laundry in. Mm -hmm. Because by the time I'm 45 minutes into the work, I can switch it over to the dryer and then go back to work and then it... If I, and, if I don't do it that way, I would not remember the laundry. After. Either would I. It either would completely would I, gone from my mind. It requires, it, it requires this thought process of, uh, oh, this is going to take me 30 minutes. What can be done in that 30 minutes? Yeah. And then what is the setup that leads me to properly creating the efficiency for that hour-long process? You know, <laughs> And then it's like I get 16 things done. Like yesterday was editing. I hit the render button. Then I chopped wood for a fire and put laundry in and then by the time i was done with those two things the render was done huh? <laughs> do a lot of laundry yeah, uh, someone that wears like two outfits <laughs> fucking hell oi hey i don't know how often you change your underwear but you know i like to I do it on the regular change your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> way to tick but uh see i i, I find that really interesting because i i've never been a creature of habit like i i've i've never <sighs> aside from like i go to work at this time most of the time like e even that like so many of my jobs i've been in where i don't have a regular routine like other than like four days on four days off but those four days on could be i could be on call i could be starting at six in the morning i could be starting at two in the afternoon like and then i might be working some weekends i might not be working some weekends or i might be working at a festival or i might be doing this i might be doing that like and it's 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 always been really hard for me to have like that right every saturday i'm going rock climbing or i'm going this or i'm doing that so it's it's always been difficult for me to to kind of um do things as a routine i'm getting much better at at it nowadays i mean lockdown has like actually been really beneficial for me in that sense because we're not going out we're not doing festivals and stuff so the weekends to a certain extent i can lock in that like right well on a Friday night or a Saturday morning, you know, chuck the laundry in. And by the time I've finished fucking around doing the rest of the stuff in the house, it's ready to put out and dry and, and all of that. But with, with regards to kind of good habits, like, and I think how you saying about the, the stretching one is a good example of this. I find it really hard to, um, to start and especially maintain a good habit unless I see a benefit to it. Um, okay. So like, stretching is a good one like if someone just said to me oh you should you should stretch more i'd be like uh, no <laughs> fuck off um the same as like drinking water drinking more water like i i remember for years people saying oh you should drink water you should drink water like six times a day or whatever um and i just i was like no but it wasn't until i started um working out a lot more and getting used to actually staying hydrated i was like oh fuck 
I feel so much better when I'm hydrated. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't need a coffee if I've had enough water, like, and all of this sort of stuff. And but how come? How come I know that, but I still yeah. don't do it? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say that I have to present this to you. What is the difference between habit and routine? Uh, that's a very good question. I, I well, to, to Steve's point, I think habits have impact. Yeah, that's, whether be them good or yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, I think Steve yeah. is is hitting that home. It's what's going through my head is what is the difference between these two things? I think Steve yeah. nailed it that there's a there's a benefit from it. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like I said, like if I if I don't understand that the the reasoning behind it, like I really struggle um, to to enforce it because I'm like, well, no, why why would I drink water when I could just go eat candy instead? Like it it, it just doesn't. It, it's hard for me. Um, and that's true of, of most things. Like I, I, I don't tend to do pretty much anything unless I, um, I see a benefit or a, a, a reason to do it. But the only thing I, I do do without knowing the reason, I know I said do do, uh, without having a reason is procrastinating because I'm fucking brilliant at procrastinating. But there's a rare think, gift. Yeah, I think if you can, um, if you can justify to yourself why you do it. And have that in your head so that when you're sat there going, eh, I should probably be doing some stretching, but I, I'm actually quite enjoying being sat <laughs> watching YouTube or whatever and going, actually, fuck it. I can, I can watch YouTube and stretch at the same time. Well, when like, Brett, just means Laura sitting on the floor Brett, rather than the sofa. But all put videos out in the same day. You haven't really got a choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, yes. you can, you can yes. sit down. Yeah. I didn't hear any of that. All I had was, um, but yeah, like you, you know, you you can you can do multiple things at the same time, and I think that's that's another good thing about habits is like again, like Brett said, like, um, associating it with another task. So when you when you sit down to watch a YouTube video, you go, actually, whilst this is on, I'm going to fold the laundry, or I'm going to what's with the whole fucking laundry? <laughs> I don't fucking know, um, but yeah, you you do those other things at the same time. Um, and pairing stuff up, I think, is a really good idea. I'm not quite sure how that applies to workshop. Yeah, well, no, you just buy, like, three pairs of socks, or, sorry, two types of socks, and then whenever you pull three socks out of the drawer, two of them are going to match. <laughs> the look on your face of, like, holy shit. Um, so, yeah, oh you, you, just, you get some thick, thick black socks and some thin white socks, those are the only socks you ever need. So you have trainer socks and boots. What, socks. for your Michael Jackson outfit? Who's got some thin white <laughs> socks on? Trainer socks. Do you never wear trainer socks? <laughs> uh, this has gone off the rails. <laughs> I, I really don't know how we got here. Uh, um, oh, Steve talked too much. I forgot what I was going to say. You had your hand up and everything. You've been so polite. I know. I was really excited. Well, I thought you, I thought you said it when you... Well, it was the habit versus routine thing, but I, I had something else to expand on. I think it had to do with the um, the idea of um, how you how you justify justify things in a negative way. Like when I have gotten a few um, you know messages from people in the past of like, "Why do you focus on cleaning your shop so much when it's just going to get dirty again?" And you're like, "Well, that's not the fucking point." Mm. But there are people that can justify a reason in a way of 
well, I like just sitting down and it's important that I relax. I don't feel like I should have to stretch at the end of a workday because I've just been extremely active. Why do I need to continue being active? I want to go home and not be active. Hmm. And it's really easy to kind of uh, give concessions to that and just go, well, yeah, I get it. Like you had a rough day. I guess you can just be a bump on a log now. But you meet these people that have really good habits that don't become part of your routine or it's something that I've seen somebody else do and go, wow, I wonder how much different my life would be if I did that thing hmm. that they do on a regular basis. Never seems to really pan out, but I don't like the, the, uh, because I feel like there's, there's a certain degree of opinion or personal nature to your habits that it's hard to kind of look down on somebody else for this sitting on the couch, being sat on the couch and just watching YouTube videos after you forged for 12 hours one day, Steve. Like, it would be hard for me to walk in and go, Steve, you know, you should be stretching right now. <laughs> See, it's funny you say that because that is the time when I would most likely want to be stretching. Uh, and that's just because I know that if, I, if I've had a really fucking active day and I then come in and sit down and do nothing, all of my joints are going to seize up. Like that is most definitely when I'd be wanting to stretch more than, than ever. And, and that's the beauty of like doing a stretch. It shouldn't be um, like, I mean this, like the, the stuff that I'm talking about is literally like just as you're watching it, just bringing your arm back or um, putting your, your arms behind your, your back and, and bring your chest out or sitting on your heels or, or stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and and it, it's funny, like, for me, I tend to find that the ones where it's like that, where it's the most, I don't want to say inconvenient, but the the more effort that's required to do it, the more likely I am to actually want to do it. Like, if it's, it's like uh, not a, an issue, um, I'm probably not going to want to get involved, whereas something that i'm like ah fuck that means i've actually got to get up off the sofa and i've actually got to do this thing like i'm i'm far more likely to do that than to just sit and remember to fucking log my hours or something like that mm -hmm. so what's what do you think are i don't know top 3 work i guess you could go into life but i kind of want to talk about everybody's making habits or the workshop habits right Al's got more of an office workshop outside of when yeah. he's actually doing his things from home. But because Al is in a more traditional workspace versus what you and I are doing, I'd love to hear if you guys have any habits that you've developed in your workspace life that are just like, I don't think I'd be able to function if I hadn't done this. So sticking with the like traditional office based work stuff, uh, um, a, uh, my habit was as soon as I get the first thing I do, I used to do in the morning was on, on the way to an alarm that went off every uh, hour and a half, I think it was. Um, and, and if I, I had finished the pint, I'd make another pint. Like it was just making sure that every 90 minutes or so, I was drinking a full pint of water um, to keep myself hydrated because. It, ju it, it just made me feel so much better. And the days where I didn't do that, I really noticed the difference. Um, so yeah, I, and you know, fucking Al's got stickers and shit that say stay hydrated. Like I think hydration is a, is a really important thing that people forget and don't get in the habit of so often. 
Um, and it's, it's, I think like in the workshop, it's hardest to do in the winter because it's not hot when it's really hot weather. It's, it's really easy to drink loads and loads of water, um, which actually a uh, quick shout out to Jim and Jamie for convincing me that hot squash is a thing that <laughs> is worth doing because I was completely against it. I thought, thought they were... hot squash is actually quite nice. So, and it's a good way to stay hydrated in the winter. So yeah, yep. that's, that's tip of the day. Hydration hot with hot squash. Hot squash. Yeah. That's so English. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, on the on the theme of stickers, actually, Steve, I at work had a sticker mm. on my monitor that just said 202020, and it was every 20 minutes, look 20 meters away from your screen for 20 seconds. It's for your eyes, because if you just stare yeah. at a screen all day, it really messes with your like the muscles and stuff in your eyes and can cause damage for the rest of your life. Um yeah. so really, really good habit, especially if you're got a lot of screen time um is to just divorce yourself from the screen every now and then and i've kind of built on that in my working from home environment which is just change scenery mm. so like yeah i've got my stand-up desk there but every couple of hours go and sit down at a desk work somewhere else work mm-hmm. at a table go to another room yeah. even just like the where the, the light is in in relation to the house so like at different times of the day, like if you don't respect those things, just biologically, yeah. it's just fuck you up. It's like yeah. being in a casino 24 hours and you don't know what time of day it is. It's just so disorienting. Yeah. Um, so you need you need that variety. Um, I guess with you guys in, in the workshop environment, it's a little bit easier because you're moving, moving around, mm. you move from room to room, you've got a lot of daylight and stuff. But especially if you're indoors, um, just having that stimulus for your eyes in different places but also like yeah. light like different lighting um if you're just stuck under this like it was really bad in the studio because we just had like strip lighting and yeah. it's just like being in the fucking mall <laughs> for all day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it's, it's funny you say about like the the daylight thing because one of the uh issues in the workshop especially in the new one in the pan room during the winter there is absolutely no sunlight right. um and even in the the main workshop, we've got a couple of like uh, like one clear acrylic uh, roofing things, yeah. Um, but they are covered in moss and crap. So you know it, the lights are always on. You can't see shit all without the lights on, um, and you just don't get that 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 like, thing in, um, and. So like I, I try and make a habit now of going outside. Like so we have a we have a tea break at ten thirty. Uh we stop for lunch about half twelve and we have another tea break about three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I if if it's my if I'm making the tea, I will put the kettle on and even in the middle of winter when it's fucking freezing, go outside for a few seconds or a few minutes just while the kettle's boiling, just to get mm-hmm. that little bit of, of daylight back in because otherwise you're just inside all the time and yeah. you like get into the workshop and it's dark and you leave when it's dark. So yeah, if you're working in an office, when the smokers go out and take their break, go out and stand outside yeah, and talk really to one. one of the smokers, like try not to breathe in their fumes, but <laughs> yeah, just make, make friends with the smoker. They're, they're, they're all right, really. Yes, they might um, be killing themselves, but at least they're getting some fucking fresh air the yeah. and, and, <laughs> some, and some sunlight. And yeah. some exercise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I think 
getting up and getting away from your desk, your workbench, your anvil, whatever, um, on a regular basis is really important. And yeah, you know, that's again one of the the things about the the ninety minutes. Every ninety minutes, going and getting a, a pint of water, it just meant that I was up and moving around. Um, and just the act of literally, it's only you know, it, it was only to the other side of the the room, but doing that on its own was just enough to kind of make you go right, okay, well. I need to step away for a couple of minutes and actually I'm going to go, I'm going to go walk around the building for five minutes um, mm-hmm. just to get that circulation flowing. Ow. You yeah. Heard you put your hand up. All right. <laughs> polite. Um, you're on mute. You're on mute. So the, um, it's actually you apostrophe R E. You are a re on mute. <laughs> the, uh, just shifting the, topic a little bit from sort of practical habits um i'm just wondering if there's habits around kind of socializing and emotional habits that can help um just given the situation currently um, Mm. and i live alone (laughs) um which is not a huge problem for me i'm not massively needy in that respect but um to your point steve about kind of maybe having a call with friends and stuff so last night we had a like a lads school reunion lads 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 lads. um just like catch up yeah and and previously like in normal life when we're not (laughs) when we're not locked down um it would be a yearly get together we'd have a yearly reunion you know go and get a fishing boat or something or go camping and it'd be very much that was the reason why we're doing it and it was a reason to catch up and it was all building up to that, and we'd saved up all our conversation and stories and stuff like that. Whereas last night was just there was there was no reason. It was just a, it was yeah. just catching up without an agenda, and it yeah. just felt so much more relaxed and natural and easygoing and more open. And there was you know there wasn't this like I've got a list of things I need to talk about and I need to bring yeah. up. We need to discuss. It's like no, just just free flowing conversations um people dropping in and out throughout the throughout the evening and it was it was a re- i think it's a really good thing i hope i'm hoping we can do these more regularly because it wasn't yeah. forced people weren't panicking if they weren't there yeah. if, if we had a yeah. once in a year event that one person couldn't make yeah like, oh, fuck it's not the same without this person whereas just just being more relaxed having them more often it takes the stress yeah. out of it yeah because we, we do a, a similar thing with uh, a group of friends in fact as you were saying that i was just dropping uh rich the guy that ordinarily organizes it a quick message and we're like shit we have to make sure we organize that for this year <laughs> but um but yeah like we, we do that and every time for the following like three or four months afterwards everyone is so much more communicate communicative yep. and we actually get in touch um regularly and we kind of said like we're only going to do, do the reunion every year because if it's every six months, then people won't turn up. But I think like having something where it's um, where it is just like jumping on a hangout or something like that, it's a really good way of doing it. Because we there's like the um, there's a bunch of people I know in the make community that do a fortnightly hangout, um, and it's just a case of like if you want to come and join in, feel free. There's just gonna be a bunch of us on um, on a hangout, uh, literally just hanging out, catching up. Like if you want to jump in, great. If you don't, don't worry about it. There'll be another one in a couple of weeks. And it's it's nice because it means that if you want to jump in and talk, you know that there's a group of people there. If you miss it, you don't feel bad. Um, I think like if you can set up stuff 
like that, whether it's with um, your your real life friends or whether it's with friends within the community or whether it's with, you know, the, the few people at work that you actually get on with or whatever, like <laughs> that's a great face. Um, but yeah, you know, who, whoever it is, just, just jump on and, and, and do that. I think it's a really good way of just keeping things um, accessible. I think that was a, yeah, that, I think that's a good way of putting it is the fact that it's, it's accessible, but it's not, forced and contrived i agree i think it's i think it's a brilliant idea that people take the time or develop the habit to communicate with other folks friends yeah. community whatever it is and not talk about what we do like i just yeah. just yeah. recently had a talk with jess about this because i for the last few months if i had to be completely honest with you guys felt like i haven't um, either maintain some relationships or friendships or I, I feel like they're just lacking because it was something that I was either seeing the person on a regular basis. And this is all, you know, speaking towards the, when I was yeah. in the new England area, I was seeing people pretty regularly. We were doing events, you know, we ended up at the same spaces, whoever it was, you know, even getting to see you guys a few times in a row there. The, the mm. last time we were over in Europe, it was like, I got to see you and Steve, like 10 times in a couple of months between <laughs> Jimmy's and, and the events and stuff. And it was fantastic because now we get together every week and chat, but like, yeah. uh, I'm being honest to our audience. How often do I talk to you guys during the week? <laughs> yeah. And I don't really like that because I consider both of you guys close friends of mine. And mm. because of this chat that I was having very recently, it's, it's like, whether it's I'm doing a bad job or just because we hang out once a week and chat, maybe we don't have that much to catch up on, you know, but like, I don't like that some of my closer friends or some of the people that I consider closer to me uh, that I've met through YouTube or whatever this last couple of years have been. I feel like some of those relationships have kind of gone away or I just feel yeah. like they're not being tended to. And whoever is not that I'm even pointing, uh, fingers or or placing fault on anybody it's more just like is it because we're both busy or because we're both in a weird non-social situation and because our relationship only exists because of the the community spaces that we were in or the events yeah. that we were in is that why we were chatty and maybe we I, don't actually have that much to talk to outside of yeah it? i don't know I, I it's a weird thing like i think especially within something like this where it, it i think it's even worse um if you're you're active within the community, then that can kind of be the the only thing you'll talk about, and it becomes almost like a business relationship. Um, yeah, it's like I when I was working in uh, in pubs, like I used to spend a lot of time talking to a lot of uh, other people within the industry, and we would talk all the time. Yeah, you know, every, every weekend. You know, on a busy Saturday night or whatever, we'd like drop in and see each other and and chat. But it was always about what was happening in the pub, what was going on there, what was happening within the town. Like, oh, is it, this event's on, that event's on. The, you know, oh, there's a big match on this weekend, so it's going to be really busy or whatever. And you have those regular catch ups, but it's it's about business. Um, and I think it, it is kind of a a dangerous thing within a community like this to fall into that habit of. Of only talking, um, uh, only talking business, only talking shop, which is why I think like Red's texting Tuesday or 
um, things like that, like jumping on the the hangouts that happen is a really good idea because it's just an opportunity to talk to people where it's not um, just, uh, I don't want to say business related because that's not quite what I mean. Business, business, but, business, business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's business time. But I feel like it's part of this habit of that we're talking about developing of, of communicating with other people or just keeping up regularly with folks and it you have to develop the habit of not just diving down the rabbit hole of like how are the subscribers not like i've yeah, ever had a, yeah. a conversation directly with somebody that's like what are your analytics this week <laughs> i've heard those conversations happen yeah. i i think i've had some when it has been business chat with somebody like that kind of crap comes up but um I, you know, again, I'm presenting this as like, I feel like I've been doing a bad job, so I need to fix the habit or I need to yeah. shift some things. Um, but I do have this, this memory at the last maker central where I got set next to Bob. I like to make Bob. Mm. Um, mm. Bob. We, we happened to get sat next to each other when we were all meeting up for dinner that one night. And we had actually never met each other, even though I, I knew of him and we had kind of waved at each other when Jimmy was recording the podcast and stuff. Um, and he goes, hey, Brad, it's nice to meet you. And I was like, yeah, you too. Nice to finally meet you in person. And then I was like, <clears throat> how's life? Also, I'm asking specifically for you to not talk about YouTube. And he goes, YouTube is my life. And I go, no, it's not. <laughs> Like you have a wife and kids and like the new house and the new shop and stuff. And we ended up just chatting for like 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Completely unexpected, right? I was like, wow, I'm getting to hang out with Bob. What an amazing experience I'm having right now. But it was because I led into that conversation uh, or I started the conversation off with don't talk to me about YouTube. Yeah. That actually fed the conversation and, and kind of disarmed him a little bit to go oh that's all anybody ever wants to talk about it i'm like yeah. yes i watch your videos but i want to know about bob as a person and then i think that's what led into like when he did the forge session him and jenny yeah it's like now i feel like we're not even we're not talking business there's no <laughs> bullshit about youtube it's just people doing silly stuff at steve's forge and then this amazing connection that happens between friends meeting friends meeting friends and the yeah. community aspect really starts to feel you know, healthy and heartwarming. Yeah. I, and I then think the that... minute somebody jumps in the middle of that and goes, uh, I have a lot of subscribers. <laughs> you know, like, I think is, like, do you the, have any non-dairy creamer? The the best thing about uh um Bob and Ginny uh jumping in is the fact that I kind of like was like, oh Bob, nice to meet you. Ginny, nice to meet you. Like start chatting to him and then basically just completely ignored Bob and just got really like excited and happy and talking to Ginny because she was uh, super excited and enthused about what she was doing with the, the Forge stuff. So I just got to geek out with her about it. And I was like, yeah, Bob, you're fine. Carry on. And I think that was like a really nice thing for her as well, because she was like, ah, he doesn't care about Bob, even though he's one of the maker crew. Like he's, he's, he's fine. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's, it's nice to kind of, kind of, like you say, occasionally just ignore the uh, the maker aspect of things. But um, Ginny was but, witnessed that day. She was she, she was witnessed by witness me. <laughs> um, right. Well, I think me and Al have both done a habit. So Brett, what about you? What habit do you think people should promote more? I thought I was the one that started it. 
<laughs> yeah, you asked you asked you asked the question. Right, but I don't like, have to actually do three. something. To it. No, yeah, yes, you do. Uh, Wait, is this um, another game show episode? <laughs> another <laughs> way. This. Uh-huh. Um, I really think it just comes down to why are you both giggling? <laughs> Steve's been a baby. <laughs> Sorry, Brett. Carry on. It's fine. <laughs> me, me, me and I just got the giggles. Uh, you were saying. Sorry, carry on. Being, being professional. Well, back in the room. Now, now I feel like I missed something. <laughs> you didn't. I'll just yeah. put a silly face and I laughed. I, I think it, it's really just um, what we talked about just now. Yeah. Uh, this is because I just had the conversation recently with Jess um, because she is, uh, I'll just give you the, the context of it. Like we all know Jess. She is a person that um, a lot of people find to be extremely Annoying. engaging, which she is. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> She's very engaging. Um, she takes a lot of time to communicate with people and spends tons of time answering you know, questions and little direct messages and things like that on Instagram. And I don't know a lot of people that do that, that, that like invest that much time. Right. But she also gets a lot out of it and has developed very strong relationships with people because of the amount of time that she puts into it. And so we were chatting about that the other day because I, I was just like, I would like to have those very quality, meaningful relationships and, mm. and, Nice, engaging chats where we're not talking about YouTube or content creation or social media at all. I want to just be able to talk to Chris about his dogs, you know, or make silly jokes about Ilya and Matt being in his shop and whatever piece of machinery he's broken that week. I I think developing the habit, like if it is something that you want to do, developing good habits around how you communicate with people, the amount of time that you give them, it is, it's work. It's a lot of work. And because we're all distanced and and not getting to kind of maintain these relationships, like I was saying, uh, through either events or, or meetups and things like that, it takes extra work now to maintain that kind of quality friendship or relationship with somebody even if it is business i think there's more work that has to get put into it now and i'm realizing after the conversation i had with jess and then just seeing what the last few months have been where i feel like i've lost some connections with people i haven't been putting my feet forward to do that mm. and it, whether it was me expecting that it would come from their end or or like Maybe just chalking it up to the situation. I don't. I think those are both excuses. Like if yeah. I want that thing, I need to put the work into it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I use you guys in, as an example again. But when we first met and started this, I felt like I was chatting with you guys all the time because it was like a new friendship, and it was <laughs> like I get to meet these new guys, and then we got to meet each other in person. You know, after a year, and it was all very exciting. I don't like the idea of complacency. I never have. Mm. And I have to catch myself and develop the habit of, you know, being aware of that shit. It is easy to become complacent in like, oh, these people are just part of my life. Like they'll just be yeah. there forever. I don't, I don't really have to cultivate that relationship anymore. I hate that. I think that's what make if it's a personal relationship, like a like a partner situation. I 
feel like complacency in relationships lead to a lot of like bad shit, you know, yeah. and like miscommunication and and not. Oh, I don't know that healthy cultivation stuff. I I know I'm just kind of talking in circles now, but no, no, no. Oh. As, as I say, like I find it, I find that an interesting one because for me, like I I have a lot of um of friends from from back in the day, um, especially like like I was saying about the the reunion thing, like. I have, and I think I've, I might have even said it on the, the podcast before. Like, there's to me, there's two types of friends. There's or two types of friendships. There's orchids and acorns. Um, the acorns are the ones that you you plant in the ground. You give them a bit of you know watering, a bit of care and attention right at the start. And once they start growing, they're fine. You can walk away. You can come back, and it, every year it just gets bigger and stronger. And it doesn't it doesn't require that. Um, that effort that like like you don't have to make a conscious thing all the time of like mm -hmm. i need to make sure of that i need to do this i need to do that um and then there's the the orchids where it's a case of you know yes it's a beautiful wonderful like uh almost like a like a summer fling sort of thing where it's really great and it's intense and brilliant but you have to be just fucking constantly on it and you have to be constantly maintaining it um and those those ones i think don't don't tend to last and I think it's interesting you say like that first year where it's really kind of like, oh yeah, messaging all the time, messaging back and forth. And I think that happens with everyone, but then it does, it, it's always going to get to the point where you, I don't want to say drift apart because I don't, that's not what I mean, but you, you become complacent and you settle into a nice, um, a nice routine. Like, so red, for example, like I can message uh, red um, after not speaking to him directly for, several months and i can just drop a message and be like red i fucking love you uh what's going on sort of thing and just have a quick like 20 minute catch up and that's fine and yes. you know that that's all it takes every so often i think let's like say especially and we are in weird times and a weird situation because like you say like going back to what we we're saying earlier on like it it can be so easy to fall into that habit of um Ah, oh, yeah, I talk to him all the time. Well, uh, yes, but you only talk about you know one thing or like that the the business stuff. Um, but I think if it's uh, it, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think it should um, like for me I don't think relationships and friendships should require um, huge amounts of effort to maintain. Um, I think if it if it requires uh, that, then there's there's something wrong, and that doesn't necessarily mean that um, that it's a bad relationship. Like it, Al, you you do you want to jump in because I'm stumbling my words. You're on mute. Yes, no, Bill. I no, no, no. <laughs> I I I love your orchid. I love you. I, I don't love you. I, I love no. your orchid and acorn Fucker. analogy. Oh, did you know that the the orchid is called an orchid because it's Latin for testicle yes, and an orchid bulb looks like a testicle. And the bit in the middle looks like a really... um, <laughs> I love that. I think it's a very good analogy. It's also literal for me because to this morning I threw away my orchid because for years it's just been this piece of shit in my <laughs> house that I never wanted. It came from someone else. It never did anything for me. Can't eat it. Doesn't flower. Doesn't like it when there's too much light. Doesn't like it when there's not enough light. Doesn't like it when there's too much water. Doesn't like it when there's not enough water. Needy, pointless fucking thing that I threw away. <laughs> and it was 
just cathartic and exactly to your point. Yeah. Once every 73 years it flowers and looks nice, that's it. Yeah. Not interested. I want the fucking Christmas tree, which needs no love, which yeah. I can bring in every year, and it smells great and it makes my house nice. So I love that analogy, but it also is literally why I did this today. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. I appreciate the acorn orchid thing as well. Yeah. I, also, I think very, the, sorry, I think quickly, the... Uh, as well as um, Christmas trees, peace lilies require no work whatsoever. If they die, put some water in, they come back to life. Brilliant. We. I think the most important takeaway from what you said, Steve, is the the orchids require or it's probably something deeper mm. so when i bring up this idea of developing or cultivating these relationships it is the like the check-in hey looks yeah. like your leaves are fucking healthy and i haven't even been here in weeks <laughs> you. you look great i'm glad you're doing well attention seeking <laughs> <laughs> but this idea this idea that uh if you do want to develop a relationship with anybody you know hmm. if it's a community thing and you you do have that like summer fling where you're just like oh man we met at this event everything's so fucking cool and what a cool person that i'm gonna get to hang out with yeah. then you realize that they're kind of needy here like there's there's more going on <laughs> i think being able to like if that is something you genuinely want to develop or at least see go past this this you know like one shot amazing event that you got to hang out together um, what is the deeper seated thing? And then maybe you can even help them. And it, it may develop a stronger relationship between you two to just be like, yo, it seems like you're working through some shit. And you need a lot of attention. Yeah. Is this something I could help you with? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. They, I mean, it's I, not really your place to, to jump into somebody like that and go, yeah. Hey, I need to help you. Cause you're being really fucking needy. And maybe no one else <laughs> in your life has ever told you that, but you are. Yeah. I, I, I think that's the thing though. It's like the, yeah yeah I, I i kind of like that that's a good um that's an interesting point see i could definitely get right into this but oh we too... went from good habits to just now we're talking yeah. about psychological nonsense yeah now now we're talking about like the the inter fucking relationships of the maker community yeah um, steve kick off a segue and let's do this thing I, i'm trying to but you keep fucking interrupting me which isn't spiffy <laughs> Cool. In which case, Al, have you got an order? Yes, abs, because you, you know, there's good habits to do your abs. It's uh, very clever. Uh, they are ABS. That's um, it's the braking system in your car. Anti-lock braking. Yeah, there you go. Not uh, in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the Land Rover either. And the brilliant thing about the Land Rover is because the, the wheels are so big, if I lock the brakes up, it actually sounds like a like a film. Sound of a <laughs> you know I was you know I was at a flea market a little aside I was at a flea market one time and there was a piece of paper on a wardrobe that said ABS and I go what is ABS is that the seller's name and they go no it's already been sold and I was like that's uh, not nice. a good use <laughs> like like one more letter they could have just written just sold <laughs> yeah www Midwest redneck reasoning. We're like, I already been sold. Uh, right. In which case, Al, you are first. Oh, fuck. Um, yes. So I 
had a notification on Instagram the other day, and it was oh, someone that... someone had mentioned me in a story. It was uh, Daniel from Multi Awesome Studio. Oh yeah, yeah. And he he said it was something like Instagram accounts that make me want to be on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. And he tagged me in it. I was like, this is nice. And he'd also tagged someone else in it called Charlie Underwood, and I'd never heard of this dude. And then I clicked on it, and he had like a couple of hundred subscribers. I was like, who is this guy? And he had a glorious beard. I was like, I like this guy. And <laughs> the description of his Instagram account is funny short stories about my life in a forest. Okay, I'm already on to a winner. <laughs> Dancing, DIY, humor, photography, zero budget music videos, and, <laughs> and the inventor of tiny, re tiny reactions. And the, the Instagram channel is exactly all those things. It's glorious. It's just him fucking around, like really like, basic like effect but used really funnily and cleverly um just little skit it's kind of i guess it's kind of a bit like what tiktok is just like yeah. little little stings and little sketches and stuff That's but it's really it's fucking great so yeah. charlie underwood and i think he also has another uh handle which is pasco p-a-s-k-o um he's a, i think he's an illustrator so he's got another um account which is his illustration work which is also nice um, but I would follow his main account, Charlie Underwood. And I, like, if you told me he had a million subscribers, I would not be surprised. He's yeah. just got one of those personalities, and I'm hoping this takes off because he's it's just funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just scrolling down through at the moment, and it looks like basically at the moment, like the pictures just look like a a, a spoof catalog for yeah. a Jack thing. But it's it's like a spoof. If if someone had a like an account that was like. Follow me on my journey living in yeah. a tiny home in a forest. It would be like yeah. that, but this is a piss take of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually just a shed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's, I, I like that. That's a good shout. Um, yeah. Uh, Charlie Underwood. Lovely. Uh, and there are fuckloads of Charlie Underwoods on Instagram, which I've just noticed. Uh, Brett, what about you? I was on mute. Yeah, I am going to respiff. I think it was a while back, but I was just suggested recently, um, which is funny that it, like I'm subscribed to this channel, but it came up in my uh, suggestions feed too. I don't, I don't know that that happens that often. Anyway, because I did the steel blackener on my vice, it was a reminder. Like I haven't done that all that often um, recently. But I used to. I used to love trying to do different finishes on steels just to avoid paints and any other kind of, uh, I don't know, unnatural finishes. Stuff that just looked like plastic and gross. All right, I'm not laughing at you, Brett. I'm laughing <laughs> Me and Al are both trying to update the Shotes thing. Al's just changing. Oh, my God. You guys are ridiculous. Anyway, I'm going to finish. So... Um, Channel I've been subscribed to for a while, and I think it was from a spiff way back in the day, is Pask Makes. P-A-S-K Makes. I'm sure a lot of our people know him because he is not lacking for subscribers, but he, uh, a couple of days ago, just put the black finishing on steel and also showed off brassing, which he admitted, he's like, oh, I've never really done this before. I wanted to try it. He shows a pretty quick and dirty process of brassing, which if anybody's watched my videos, I know I've done, but I, I like the way he kind of explains it or, or shows some different processes to it. 
and you get the added benefit of seeing the blackening in the same episode. Uh, and then the most recent one that he did is this like beautiful dead blow hammer. So I get to watch that again too, because he was making rings for the dead blow hammer with the blackening. Yeah. I think it was- Task makes, I, he just seems like a delightful fucking yeah. human. I think, I think it was Al that, um, gave him a shout out for the scrapwood challenge yes. video where he made the rolling tool uh, chest. Uh, I can't remember. Well, they, it was a, like, that, that was this year's one. I think, I think it was last year's scrapwood challenge. I think uh, he does okay. it every year. I think it's an yeah. Aussie thing. And yeah, I mean, it, like his videos are just fucking brilliant. Like it actually makes me want to do woodwork. Um, yeah. yeah that's really... Oh, let's not go too far, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, I think that is a very good shout. Uh, mine is, it's, it's almost a twofer, but I've shouted out one of the people recently already, so I, I'm not going to do that again. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a little story. So grab your hot cocoa, grab some marshmallows. Um, All right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> uh, so fucking God knows how long ago, uh, Chris Cash was on the Axe Iron podcast talking about Michael Hoops and how fucking brilliant he is. And I was like, yeah, this guy's fucking awesome. And I thought I'd been following Michael since then. Apparently, I haven't. But uh, I also was following. Um, Again, from the Axe and Iron podcast, Olivia Dan's daughter, who I spiffed a month or so ago, um, who's a Finnish blacksmith and really fucking talented. But her and Hoops both do a, a thing called Forge Hour. Well, I think Hoops does it, but Olivia kind of promotes it as well. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, so I basically in uh, Olivia's stories, I kept seeing this thing about Forge Hour and it's like a week fortnightly thing where hoops just pulls out a uh a random like subject from a pot of um suggestions and the idea is that you take an hour and you forge something based off of that suggestion um and it's just this little thing that they do regularly i think it's a really good thing like it's i think a habit that people should get in more especially if they're in their workshop is um it's just having time aside to just play around and just mm. muck about and not worry about a task not worry about a deadline just spend an hour and fuck about um and yeah so michael hoops is obviously promoting this um he's doing a really really good job at getting people to to do this and have a go but also the work he produces is fantastic um he makes the the skull anvils, um, so anvils that look like skulls. Um, it's uh, the Coal Township Forge, um, but it's all on Instagram at uh, michael.hoops underscore BS, which I'm assuming means blacksmith, not bullshit. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking really good stuff. And like I say, the Forge Hour thing, I think is a great, um, it's a great way of getting some community engagement. So even if you're not into blacksmithing, go check him out. Uh, follow the Forge Hour stuff, and maybe, maybe, maybe turn Forge Hour into whatever the fuck it is that you do. Hour, and just take that as a uh, a start for ten, and make a thing. Because um, yeah, it's it's nice, it's good, it's wonderful, it's fantastic. It's hoops, hoops. Uh, hoops. Yes, right. That's it. Uh, any other business from either of you? 
I've got three portions of any other business. Ooh, fifty portions. Do you want your? Do you want your <laughs> start? A little starter, a little starter portion, just a little amuse bouche. Uh, yeah. Have you um, been watching and listening to Off Menu podcast? Oh, but I will. I promise. Oh, um, can I say my fucking any other business? Or are you going to talk about another podcast? James Acaster thought that it was amused bouche, as in the mighty bouche, bouche, but amused. Well, it is to amu- amuse your your yeah. mouth. You yeah. Know, that, I mean, anyway, I learned that from the podcast. Anyway, carry on. Right. Um, Mortal Kombat trailer. Yeah. Which I posted in, in in the Facebook chat is now the most viewed red band trailer of any movie of any t- of all time. <laughs> really? <laughs> which I think is fucking spectacular, and I I hope for that film that it's a success. I yeah. think the original '96 one I think was massively underrated, and I think there was a huge trend of just shitting on any video game adaptations into movies. I really liked it. Mm. This one obviously has an actual cast now, and there's real actors in it, yeah. and it just looks fucking amazing. So I cannot wait for that film. That was your little starter. Second one, uh, main course. There's a new Ramstein album coming out. So Ooh. apparently, all last year they were in lockdown and they'd just been in the studio and they've recorded a new album. So after yeah. waiting like ten years for the last album in 2019, there's another one coming, which nice. is exciting. I can't wait. Um. Even more exciting than that, there is a District Nine sequel coming out. District Ten, yeah, I not to, not to be confused with. I've not actually heard anything about it yet. I yes, so they've don't... been threatening it for years, and there's always been like in production like nightmare yeah. and all this and stuff. Blancamp has confirmed it. Yes. District Ten, not to be confused with. Um, I was hoping for a District, District Thirteen. 14. Yeah, Bon Bon Liu Bon Liu Trez, the French one. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, amazing, fucking brilliant film. The, um, it's just, the, the uh, can we make a movie around parkour? <laughs> can we just make yeah, a parkour yes, we can. Yeah, but then that dude just turned up in every film that required someone who yeah. did parkour. <laughs> There's like a Bond villain who was also he's like Ray Park. He's just yeah, he, yeah. he's the French Ray Park. Um, yes, that's you. That's your triple whammy of Mortal Kombat. Um, Go on and. District 10. Yeah. The fucking Mortal Kombat thing. I feel like we should have a conversation about this. We'll save it for another time. But the only real bad parts about the original uh, Mortal Kombat, in my opinion, are Goro was a bit clunky, but I appreciate yeah. the practical effect nature. But he yeah. was a bit clunky and like the voice acting. And I think it's because they had to slow down the voice acting to keep up with the puppetry because they couldn't move the mouth that fast. And then Kano. Kano is a bit off. Yeah. But they've kind of amped it up in this new one. Yeah. I like it. It's fucking amazing. And but the it was was it the third one, the third film where he turns into a dragon and the CGI on that is fucking terrible. Annihilation? Is that annihilation. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And yeah, I, I really want to watch it now. But it does also like if they don't have the original soundtrack or the original theme tune at some point they did it at the end of the end of the trailer they it's did like a, it's, it's a, like yeah. a slow down version of it i want i want the full oh, the actual fucking yeah. banging tune. i guarantee it's gonna Excellent. ramp up and fucking like smash a home run at the crux of the movie it's just gonna be like you've been you've been waiting yeah. for it for an hour and 15 minutes and it's just gonna go ho 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 <laughs> Oh, and on that note, uh, 
if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Underneath. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, if you want to find us as a group, uh, we are Fools with Tools. You know, because you're listening to us. Um, but that's it. Until next week. We love you all. And we shall see. So who's that for the benefit of? What? Every week. Telling us who we are. We know who we are. They've just listened to us for an hour. What? Which bit? What? What? We are, like, where to find us. I don't get it. Because well, fucking... It's basically... I should be saying the, the website and on Instagram and on Facebook, but I'm too lazy to go through all of them, so I just say okay. fucking put it in. Because, yeah. Just put it in. Put, yeah, the put bottom it. dog. Put yeah. It <laughs> uh, right. We love you all, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Excellent. Finish him. <laughs> <laughs>